You are listening to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, your go-to source for unlocking your true soul purpose and unleashing it into your business. I'm your host, Coach Holly Marie, and I'm a reformed old-school business strategist turned spiritual business coach. I'm now helping you to tap into your spiritual power and build it into a business that not only changes the world, but brings you abundantly flowing money while you do it. Stay tuned for an epic show ahead and be sure to share your listening experience on Instagram, tagging me at Coach Holly Marie so I can share the love. Now, grab your crystals, light some sage, and let's get hunting for purpose. Hello, hello again, my beautiful spiritual listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Today, I am going to open up and share with you a really personal story, one that I have not at all shared publicly anywhere before. I've only shared this within my kind of tight inner circle, Um, but it's something that I've had a lot of time to reflect on, to dissect, to dive into all of the confusion about to really understand like what what, uh, my wisdom has been and what the truth is that I've extracted from this. Um, And I'm really, really excited to share this story with you. Honestly, I'm like bouncing up and down in my seat. So excited to share this with you because a number of people actually come to me and ask me about this particular thing and whether or not they should do it. And what I'm talking about is plant medicine. It's plant medicine really covers a whole range of things. You might've heard of ayahuasca, um, which is probably the most predominant plant medicine ceremony that people undertake. They tend to travel to very sacred sites to undertake ayahuasca. The other alternative for plant medicine is uh, what we call psilocybin, which is mushrooms, right? Psychedelic mushrooms. And plant medicine is not ever really something that has kind of called to me, um, deeply spoken to me. It hasn't, it hasn't, you know, really kind of pulled at my soul and asked me to step forward and, and make a significant part of my spiritual journey. But I had the opportunity to, to do plant ceremony, to take psilocybin, to have a psychedelic mushroom experience earlier this year. And that is what I want to share with you about because there tends to be a belief about plant medicine that number one, it's very spiritually advanced and spiritually intense. So I'll share my thoughts on that. Um, And number two, that everybody who is spiritually expanding and spiritually growing and really stepping into like spiritual mastery or what I called spiritual lifers, you know, the people who are like really dedicated to spirituality and spiritual growth as their incarnation in this life, which is me. Um, there tends to be a belief that if for spiritual lifers that plant medicine needs to be a significant part of our journey. Um, and I want to share my thoughts with you on that as well. So without further ado, Let's just like 100% dig into this. We're going to start with story time. (laughs) So back at the end of 2019, I joined a beautiful mastermind with a spiritual business coach. And this was a four month long spiritual mastermind. We just met digitally, you know, on Zoom for group calls. And then we were finishing the mastermind, culminating it all together with a three day spiritual retreat together in LA. So obviously I'm from Australia and I needed to take take the risk and jump on a plane and 
fly over to LA. I had never been in LA before. I went uh, on my own. I left my family at home and the people in the mastermind that I was together with, we decided that we were going to share an Airbnb together right in the heart of Venice Beach, which is where we had this spectacular meeting space together for our spiritual retreat. So first and foremost, the experience for me was kind of very new, very foreign. Um, You know, I always travel with my family. They are definitely my grounding and my sense of calm. You know, I'm, I'm a four, six splenic manifester. I've got the gate of risk taking, like I, I do very big up in the clouds, dreamy things. And my family really is this kind of like sense of love and grounding and home for me. So to travel across to the other side of the world without my family was a really significant step. Um, and I definitely felt that energetic change within me. I felt like I was kind of floating. I was a bit disembodied. I really, you know, like my body didn't handle it particularly well. You know, my I have a lot of dietary requirements um, and my body was really struggling with the change to American food and with the change to American timeline. And then I was in this spectacularly beautiful Airbnb, but surrounded by all new energies from all different people, you know, all with our routines, all with our different ways of speaking and eating. And I was even sharing a bed, this this enormous king size bed. I was sharing it with my beautiful um, gal friend from the mastermind, Eden from Intuition Lifestyle, who is a manifesting generator. And so I was really like taking in a lot of her sacral energy, just sleeping next to her. And that was having an impact on my body. But that really just sets the scene for you in terms of how I was just going into this spiritual retreat. The spiritual retreat itself was so immensely wonderful. It it was really deep and really intense. We did um, breath work sessions. We did human design teaching. We did, um, you know, like intense hot seats looking through our business. We did a lot of deconditioning work. Um, we did Kundalini yoga. We had an energy circle and a healing circle. And then we finished the weekend with a plant ceremony. This is where it really, really starts to get juicy. (laughs) So the person who was conducting the plant ceremony for us was none other than Amelia Travis. Um, You should definitely seek out Amelia and Eden for that matter on Instagram. Eden is at Intuition Lifestyle. She's a prodigal human design teacher. And um, Amelia Travis is an amazing women's empowerment coach. She teaches a lot around business and she is a plant medicine practitioner. She is a ceremony leader, very connected into the divine feminine. She has a very powerful energy as a womb healer. And we were privileged enough to have Amelia lead our plant ceremony. Um, Eden and I participated in the plant ceremony and we had both of us had never done it before. It was a completely new experience. Um, I was very kind of spiritually and energetically, I guess, like tapped out. Like I was so full that I was overflowing from the previous three days and from all of the travel and really just went into the plant ceremony with no kind of specific idea what it was going to be about or what I was seeking out of it other than just an experience of really higher level clarity. I'd gone through quite an awakening over the weekend of um, connecting to the imagery and the identity of myself as the white priestess, not a white priestess, but the 
white priestess and you know that I incarnate as her in each lifetime and I I wanted to expand on that I wanted to connect more deeply to that in this plant medicine ceremony um the I the only reason that I chose to do plant ceremony was because it had been offered to me it's not something that I had ever sought out or felt like I needed but it was offered as part of this retreat and I checked in with my splenic intuition and and she said yes she said this is good let's go so to walk you through the ritual itself, because I know there's a lot of secrecy that really surrounds plant medicine ceremony. Um, so what it looks like is there is a ritual cleansing. So that is with just like sage or Palo Santo. There is a welcoming from the ceremony leader um, and, you know, stating an intention, stating a commitment and an honoring of the ceremony. Then there is, we step into a room of, of darkness and softness. So there is, you know, particular music playing, the lights all get turned down. There is um, candles. There is an altar set up with crystals and oracle cards and candles. Um, and then we ingest the plant. So I ingested psilocybin mushrooms uh, via a tea. So they were created into a tincture. And within about 30 to 45 minutes, I started to feel the physical effects of them. And that was my first clue and my first reminder that my nervous system is incredibly exquisitely sensitive to stimulants. <laughs> so I am the person who cannot drink energy drinks. I am the person who has one coffee and buzzes for the whole day. I am the person that gets high off a piece of chocolate, right? Like I don't drink Coke. I don't take any, any unnatural stimulants. If you give me a glass of wine, I will giggle for five hours. And somehow in my journey to psychedelic mushrooms, I had not considered that they were a stimulant that would create a psychedelic effect in my body. That became apparent very early on and I got very stimulated. I got nauseous. Um, I had this like prickling sense of heat all over my body physically. And at this point of the ceremony, this is really where you're, you're lying down. You go to bed, you're in comfortable clothes. You know, you cover yourself with a blanket. Everything is very calm. This is not plant ceremony in the spiritual circles is not about, you know, going to a rave or, you know, body paint or, uh, you know, like a, an orgy. It's actually about this very kind of quiet, calm, deeply introspective, deeply personally expansive, quiet ceremonial experience. So at this point we were lying in, lying in bed, covered in blankets, eyes closed in the darkness. And immediately as the mushrooms started to take effect in my system, I, I developed a very, very clear distinction between the voices within myself. That it's like the, the volume switches and the tones of the voices that I normally hear had such stark clarity. And I understood immediately that there is a voice of my soul, the voice of the white priestess, and then there is the voice of my body. And the way that I began to reference the voice of my body was this body. It is this body in this lifetime, which led me down a kind of a rabbit warren, I think, of, of understanding that this is not the only body that I have ever incarnated into, that I have had other bodies and that this body has its own its own experiences, that this body, my body spoke to me very clearly and said, firstly, we don't like plants. We don't like the ingestion of plants. 
This doesn't feel good to this body. However, we surrender. This body always surrenders to the soul of the white priestess, right? And that that was a so, uh, it was kind of overwhelming for me to recognize that. And I was overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude um, and then a recognition. I had these memories flashing in, in rapid succession in my mind, these very clear, very um, stark present memories, you know, really being transported back to times in my life where my body has sacrificed itself, where my body has surrendered itself. And I went all the way back to conception and recalled the moment of conception and had that voice of my body speak and say, we as the body surrender to this conception. We as the body surrender to this experience and to this incarnation and to being the body that houses the soul of the white priestess in this incarnation. Um, really where I, I moved to from there after a lot of crying, <laughs> where I moved to from there in, in my mushroom experience was that I felt myself elevate above this human experience and I found myself sitting on a higher plane, a higher spiritual plane. And I saw myself as the white priestess with a white gown, with long flowing white hair, with very pale translucent skin and a, a soft fierce fire that kind of resonated through my features. And I saw myself looking down onto the globe of the earth as though through a portal. It was as though it was through a looking glass. It was like a big brass ring. And I was leaning over the brass ring and looking down at this human experience. And I understood in that moment that what what I was seeing was where where I transport to in between lifetimes, that this is where the, the white priestess lives when I am not incarnated into a body and that I watch people and I watch lives and I make a decision about what is needed globally for the collective and I come to embody that purpose. And it really resonated with me that every time I have incarnated, I have come with the purpose of changing the world. And as I journey through this lifetime in particular, now in the months that I've had since plant ceremony, I've really been able to, to look at that desire that I have, look at that calling and that, that very incarnate purpose-led need that I have to change the world. And I've seen evidence of that and validation of that show up in every system, whether that's astrology, whether that's human design, whether that's Enneagram, whether that's Myers-Briggs, whether that's, um, you know, intuitive readings, psychic readings, you know, it shows up in my natal chart, like it actually shows up everywhere. And it really, really resonates with the core of who I am. So it was further validation for me to see that in this mushroom experience and to have imagery to give to that. And really, that's where I stayed. I, I stayed in that vision and just reveling in that and sitting in that for, for the next several hours. I mean, time, time doesn't really feel like time <laughs> when you're on a mushroom trip. Um, but, it, you know, I just, I stayed, I stayed so present in that and really just wanted to soak all of that up and really fuse that imagery. And, and it was this strange sense of this is me and I am present. I am connected to this image because I am experiencing this image and it is me, but also recognizing this is just an image. You know, this is, this is a, a, a visualization. This is a vision. This is a picture. And 
what I noticed was that over those few hours, my body was very unconsciously doing strange things. Like my hands were stroking my stomach. Um, for a long time, I was licking my lips, like swirling my tongue all around my teeth and all around my lips. I mean, I must have looked crazy, truly. Thank goodness we were in the dark. <laughs> I must have looked mad. I don't even know how long I did that for until I realized that my lips were all chafed because I had been doing it for so long. Um, I found my my fingers and my hands stretching up into the air and moving around and I could see the energetic trail, the aura left by my hand as I was moving it through the air. At one point, I opened my eyes very quickly and saw the walls were warping. The walls were moving like we were in some kind of Alice in Wonderland scene. And that was a great struggle for my body to comprehend. Um, because I continued to have this voice of my body saying, this body does not enjoy this, but this body will surrender to it. This body does not enjoy this, but this body will surrender to it. So I eventually came out of the experience. It, it took several hours to wear off. It really took a very, very long time to kind of wear its way out of my system. I mean, we're probably talking six to seven hours. We stayed up well into the night, um, you know, had a sharing circle afterwards. And I I struggled to share. I really felt like I had this kind of um, uh, very like personal, private experience and my lips were sewn shut, you know, like I really was not ready to speak about it. I just wanted to continue to revel in the beauty and the truth and the wisdom and the clarity of the experience that I'd had. Um, and, and that was definitely the case for several months afterwards. I really didn't share it with anybody for several months until I eventually shared it with close friends and, and with my husband. Um, and, you know, looking, looking back, I, uh, the day after I, I struggled a great deal, I, I really felt hungover. I genuinely felt as if I had been out drinking all night. My liver really was in revolt. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't eat. All I wanted was coffee. I could only take a few mouthfuls of coffee before I felt sick. I was exhausted. I had a pounding headache. My whole body was inflamed and swollen and it took weeks to recover from that. Um, my period then came early. My period jumped seven days early and ha I had a really intense period, which um, in Eastern philosophy, in Chinese medicine, it's considered that your period, your bleed is actually the body expelling toxins. It's the body expelling heat. So it expels emotions and old stagnant energy and toxic things. So that's why your period can jump around depending on what emotional or spiritual or energetic experience you're having. And definitely my body was working really, really hard to to push old energy out and push old things out for me, but it was physically very painful. Um, and as I left that mushroom experience and still to this day, we are now um, six months, seven months past that experience. And I know that plant ceremony does not vibe with me. I know that plant ceremony, while it definitely brings me spiritual clarity and a spiritual expansiveness that is not always accessible in my conscious state, that physically it is, it is not for my body and my body will sacrifice itself, but I don't wish to ask my body to sacrifice itself any further to do that because my body has al already surrendered to this incarnation. It's already surrendered to the experience of holding the intense energy and purpose of the white priestess. And it really gave me an experience of becoming much more of a collaborative partner with my body. 
And so while I'm so grateful for this, this spiritual growth of the experience, I'm also very certain that plant medicine is not what is needed. It's not a ritual that is needed for my spiritual journey. And it's not an experience that's needed for everyone's spiritual journey. So to, to answer the questions of, you know, whether um, doing things like plant ceremony really are what make you spiritually advanced, the answer is no. It is one tool. It is one modality that, that breaks down your conscious energy and gives you access to the subconscious and the unconscious. And that's really valuable. But only if that is really what feels right, what feels intuitively right for you. And then secondly, that if you really take spirituality seriously, if you really are a spiritual lifer and you're on this journey of spiritual expansion, you're dedicated to it, you're committed to it, that's really what life is about for you, do you need to do plant medicine? And again, the answer to that is categorically no. I received that wisdom and received that truth in my plant medicine ceremony that although it was powerful, I did not need it and my body did not want it. And I know that that experience is really, really different to other people. I know that um, for a beautiful spiritual coach that I've worked with in the past, she says plant is her teacher, plant is her ceremony, plant is her guide and her mentor and, and her wise teacher. And that's so exceptionally beautiful. And plant medicine, she does ayahuasca, she does psilocybin, it resonates with her body completely differently. It actually wakes her body up. It enlivens her, it brightens her, it brings her energy and it heals her as it does it. I had the opposite physical effect. It was a detriment to my body. It, it was an impact and um, a toxicity to my body that I then had to heal from in my other ritualistic ways. I had to heal from that with um, pure foods, really continuing with my vegan diet. I had to heal that with breath work, with meditation. I've been continuing to heal it with um, dry brushing, which I do ritually every single day, um, with connecting to the environment, like really really being outside, being grounded. It's important for me personally to be close to water. So really using water ceremonially, drinking a lot of water, being near bodies of water, swimming when I can, having lots of showers, having baths with Epsom salts and with essential oils. And, and in part, that's actually what led me to create my second business recently called Soul Salts. Go and check that out on Instagram. It's soul.salts, which is essential oil infused Epsom salts, which are all based on different spiritual themes, different spiritual concepts. So there is inner child, there's intuition, there's healing, there's trust, there's love. They come with a crystal within the salts. They also come with a mantra specifically designed for this theme and they the mantra is on a dissolvable piece of paper so the mantra actually dissolves into the water as you have the experience plus they come with a guided meditation audio that you can download so just a little plug for that but my plant medicine experience and and having a strong reaction to it physically and needing to heal my body afterwards with different modalities with different therapies with different spiritual rituals was in part what led to the creation of a secondary business, which has been thriving and, and manifesting beautifully and aligning easily. So we, we need to understand that just because somebody says that this is a really 
prestigious, really important spiritual experience and spiritual modality, that doesn't mean it's going to be important for you. It doesn't mean it's going to resonate with you. You might really resonate with meditation, but not with breath work. You might really resonate with plant medicine, but not essential oils. You might really, really resonate with oracle cards, but you don't vibe with tarot cards. You might really like an intuitive healer, but you don't resonate with astrology. Okay, so give yourself permission to, to really honor what your intuitive sense is, because each of us has these voices of the body and the soul. We each have these voices and both voices are valuable. Both parts of, of energies, our body energy and our soul energy, they are what form together. They are what sew and knit together to create the fabric of who we are in this incarnation. And we need to be fierce defenders of that collaborative partnership. So if your body does not like something, honor that. Honor that despite what other people say and seek out one of the myriad of other modalities and spiritual rituals that will resonate with your body because your, your body's voice and your body's desire has as much value as the voice and the desire of your soul. Remember, we're, we're in it together. They, they knit together. They create the fabric of who we are in this incarnation and really in achieving what we came here for is the purpose in this incarnation. That is all I would like to say about that. But I would really, really like to open the doorway to anybody who would like to share with me whether you have done plant medicine, whether you are interested in doing plant medicine, um, what your experience has been, what you've heard about it, whether this answers a question for you. Perhaps you've been thinking about it and now you have a much clearer answer about whether you want to do it. Um, please, please, please reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at um, at the Holly Marie, DM me, reach out. You can email me at hellohollymarie at gmail.com. I would love to share the authenticity of your experience and the authenticity of your journey because that really, that really speaks to me. That really helps me to feel like, um, you know, sharing my experiences is resonating with people and it's creating inspiration and it's creating insight. And that's, that's what I'm here to do. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I cannot wait to catch up with you in the next episode. And until then, as always, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hunting for Purpose. If you love this episode, don't forget to take a photo or a screenshot, jump on over to Instagram and tag me at Coach Holly Marie on your stories or your posts so that I can share the excitement with you. We will definitely be meeting again on the next episode, but until then, keep hunting for your purpose, babe.